0: From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Wednesday the 10th of August 2022. Good afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about Crimea. We'll also be discussing three of today's other important stories and discussing just whether Boris Johnson should be doing more. But first, Zelensky vows to liberate Crimea. Yesterday, a huge series of explosions were seen coming from a Russian airbase in Crimea. According to the Russian-appointed head of the Republic of Crimea, the Seiki military base on the region's western coast was hit. Crimea's health agency said that nine people, including one child, were injured in the blasts, with at least one person losing their life. According to local witness reports, at least 12 explosions were heard. Russia's defence ministry later stated that it was an explosion of ammunition. Ukraine has denied any responsibility for the explosions, instead issuing a statement that it, quote, could not establish the cause of the fire, but would like to once again remind about fire safety and the dangers of smoking at inappropriate locations. Tensions between Russia and Ukraine have been high in relation to Crimea ever since Russia annexed it back in 2014. In essence, prior to this annexation, the government of Ukraine seemed ready to sign a political association and free trade agreement with the European Union. The president, though, rejected this at the last moment. This sparked the huge Euro protests, culminating in the revolution of dignity, which saw the elected president ousted and a more pro-European government installed. Putin and Russia saw the president's removal from office unfavourably. Russian troops subsequently occupied key locations on the peninsula. Putin claimed that Russian troops were there to ensure proper conditions for the people of Crimea to be able to freely express their will. A referendum was later held in which support for Russia's annexation of the peninsula was supported by 97% of voters, though the referendum result is largely unrecognised by the international community and deemed illegitimate by the West. Since then, Crimea has remained annexed by Russia. Dmitry Medvedev, the current deputy chairman of Russia's Security Council and ex-president and prime minister, warned that any attack on Crimea by Ukraine would be considered extremely serious, specifically warning that Judgment Day will instantly await Ukraine if it targetes Crimea. Whilst Ukraine has, again, denied responsibility, if it does later transpire that Ukraine was responsible, the attack would represent a significant and unparalleled escalation in the conflict, as it would be the first major attack by Ukraine on a target on the peninsula. Following the explosions, Ukraine's president, Vladimir Zelensky, stressed that we will not forget that the Russian war against Ukraine began with their occupation of Crimea. This Russian war began with Crimea and must end with Crimea, with its liberation. The remarks are the strongest indications to date that Ukraine will not forego the region. Zelensky had, in the past, remarked that Ukraine could accept peace if Russian forces returned to their pre-invasion positions. In other words, Russian forces would remain in Crimea. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So, here's a rundown of three other stories. The UK is not really in the best place right now. Inflation is running rampant, the fuel price cap is going up again in October and then in January, and many different water boards are implementing a hosepipe ban. While we all want things to get better, there is still a chance that we could be in for a difficult few months. It has been reported today that the UK government is planning for a reasonable worst-case scenario where France and Norway could reduce their energy exports and expose the UK to four days of blackouts in January. As such, the government could impose plans over these four days to try and get the country to reduce their energy consumption to try and prevent said blackouts. It should be stressed that this is just a worst-case scenario, and the Department for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy have said that it is not something we expect to happen. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. The Prime Ministers of Estonia and Finland both called on the EU to stop issuing tourist visas to Russians. Estonia's Prime Minister, Kaja Kallas, wrote on Twitter, Stop issuing tourist visas to Russians. Visiting Europe is a privilege, not a human right. Kallas went on to highlight that with air travel from Russia banned, the countries physically neighbouring Russia are experiencing a spike in Russian tourists entering the country on Schengen visas issued by other EU countries. These tourists are then flying from airports in Estonia and Finland to other EU countries. Circumventing the EU ban on Russian flights, Kalas's Finnish counterpart Sana Marin supported Kalas's call, noting that it is not right that at the same time as Russia is waging an aggressive, brutal war of aggression in Europe, Russia can live a normal life, travel in Europe, be tourists. It's not right. The Kremlin called the comments irrational thought beyond the pale. A former Twitter employee has been convicted in the United States of spying for Saudi Arabia and using the social media platform to obtain information about dissidents and critics of the Saudi regime. 44-year-old Ahmed Abu Amo, a dual US-Lebanese citizen, was found guilty in San Francisco on 6 of 11 counts, including acting as an unregistered agent of a foreign government, as well as wire fraud, money laundering and falsifying records. Abu Amo is said to have used his position as a media partnership manager at Twitter to access the personal data of certain Twitter users critical of the Saudi government. The jury was shown evidence that in exchange he received more than $300,000 and a $20,000 luxury watch from an aide to Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. The trial occurred against the backdrop of President Joe Biden's push for better relations with Saudi Arabia, which Biden had once called a pariah state after the murder of Saudi dissident Jamal Khashoggi in 2018. That's all we have time for on YouTube today but if you want to see our discussion of whether Boris Johnson should be doing more then watch the extended ad-free edition of the Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free but also an extended edition of the show every single day available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive Daily Briefing every day you'll want to sign up